Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Tuesday night, everybody. Uh, an early Tuesday night for the Audible from the Champagne Room of Basement Studios in Kensington, Maryland. I'm Ken Marangolo, joined by my good friend, Tim Strachan. What's up? Kevin Ricca. What you want, man? What you want? We do have Pete Chwetty in. He's not gracing us with his voice at the moment, but you will hear those dulcet Sounds later on in the evening. Let's get the let's, let's turn down the beasties just a teeny tiny bit. Yeah, you're coming we? in hot, man. Yeah. It's it's an, you know it's a little bit early. We're talking draft. I want it, I want it loud. I want beasties. Um, and we're joined by James Dorsett. James, how's it going, man? Hogs Haven's own. Welcome, welcome. Hey guys, thanks for having me on again. Of course, man. And, and we're talking. We're going to do a uh, a quick roundup of the round table. Um, it's on Hogshaven. Part one was on, on it today, and people are, I think, enjoying it. But you know, it's the draft. Everyone likes talking about the draft right now. We asked some core questions to um, some folks about the, the upcoming draft. I think we should lead off with, with the question that I think is is um, on everyone's. I think, even if they're trying not to think about it, they, they are, and that's who would be the worst pick for the Redskins at seventeen. And I think that's where we should start. And James, I'm going to give you the floor. Worst pick for the Redskins at 17. Yeah, that, that's a good place to start. And uh, I don't think people are, are talking about this enough. I think everybody always wants to talk about what, what the positive is or, you know, what, what, what's the positives in each player. But we got to remember that most draft picks, uh, I venture to say even in the first round, don't really pan out. And my answer to this question was Deshaun Watson. And you could really go with any of the quarterbacks there, because I feel like if we did that, that would just be another slap in Kirk Cousins' face. And I just, uh, it would just be bad. And to me, it's not a great quarterback class. And I think he's maybe the, the worst of the bunch. And when I say bunch, I guess I'm referring to the, you know, the top three or four consensus guys. And he just kind of reminds me of like a less athletic RG3, and he has like a total pop gun arm. I mean, I think it might be worse than Colt McCoy's uh, stat that I've you really don't like this turn around. I, I don't hate him. I mean, he, he's Charlie. clutch. I guess you could say he has some running ability. He's yeah. not a bad athlete. Charlie, but, uh, Charlie I think he he throw, he was timed at forty nine miles per hour with, with his throwing velocity, and I think there's only one guy in the NFL right now with below. <laughs> Six miles an hour, one starter rather, and that's Mike Glennon. And when we left him, he started a game. Charlie Casserly today said he was the most inaccurate quarterback in the class. Man, you guys are killing this. That's what Charlie Casserly said. He's got an ass like my grandma. I mean, this is terrible. Uh, I get it. It would be devastating to us. It would let us know some stuff that we didn't know previous to next Thursday. I totally understand the answer because that would be a gut punch. And uh, with any quarterback, like you said, James, but. Yeah, I really like this guy in college, but when you find out about the arm strength, it just kind of makes you sad because he's got the intangibles and he seems like just a great leader. But yeah, Colt McCoy is a very good comparison. Mm-hmm. It's scary too because like he's kind of like a sexy pick in that he's been in all these big games and he played in the last two championships. He scored the touchdown with ten seconds left or whatever it is to win the game, and I could just see like Bruce Allen pointing to that and you know, lauding him for that. And, you know, that doesn't really necessarily matter in the NFL. I mean, 
Tim Tebow was one of the greatest college quarterbacks of all time, and look how he turned out. Some skill sets just don't transfer to the next level. Mm-hmm. That's not a knock on the player. It's just, you know, don't hate the player, hate the game. If he starts falling through the first round like some, some quarterbacks have, uh, I think someone we would we would get our best offer of the day uh, to trade down. That would be an ideal scenario. I don't think we're going after Deshaun Watson at all. Um, or and I I don't think he's going to fall to us. I, I should say, uh, but a quarterback, a quarterback pick. You know, just in general, picking a quarterback to me in the first round of this draft is is a terrible idea for Dumb. a variety of reasons <laughs> that we've we've beat Dumb. up. I, I I hate my answer. I said John Ross. I hate my answer because I don't think that's the worst guy that could come to Washington. I honest to God don't. I was more talking about going wide receiver uh, in the first round. Although James, I'm on the record as saying if Mike Williams is available, I'm racing to the podium to pick him up. I think he's a Hall of Fame wide receiver. H O F. Yes, I do. Your I race do. to the podium. Yeah. Who wins, you or Mike Williams? <laughs> Say it. Go ahead. <laughs> Knock him all day. <laughs> no, I, I, like I, I got a bone to pick you with you on him. I, I heard you talking about him on one of the shows a week or two ago, and yep. I was kind of just shaking my head when you were talking about him. But first, let me ask you: who, who would you take him over in terms of like you know those elite defensive players? Like, are you taking him over? You know, I don't even say Ruben Foster because that's too obvious. But like Reddick and uh, like a Lattimore or Hooker yes, or Adams, yes. if they fall there. Yes on Reddick, no on, on Lattimore, no on Hooker. No, but those guys won't be there, and honestly... Yeah, no on Lattimore, Hooker, Adams, right? Yeah, right. of course not. But I also... but I, I, And I'll even say this. Um, Christian McCaffrey has moved up to, in that territory for me. I, I would take Christian McCaffrey over Mike Williams. I, honest, I honestly Absolutely. would. Absolutely. But I think Mike Williams is all the way up there for me. I mean, I'm, I might take... I would take Mike Williams over Dalvin Cook. And I know that... And I like Dalvin Cook. I'm not a Dalvin Cook hater. I think Dalvin Cook would be a great Redskin for years to come. Um, but I think Mike... And I, and I hate that it makes me Mike Millen or Matt Millen-esque uh, to, to go Josh Jackson and then Mike Williams. Uh, it's not going to happen. Mike it's Williams not. is going to go. I, I agree with you. That would be a disaster as well. I, I think both, both scenarios would be a disaster, either a quarterback or a wide receiver of any sort. Both Gabe and yeah, Kevin's in the league. Yeah. Uh, I, was say, I, I don't even really know how much I like Mike Williams. I think you compared him to Julio. The other no, no. Week and well, Julio is, yeah, I think he did. You're right. I said in some yeah, I th- I, some I respects. Think he did. In, I did in some respects, and I also copped the fact that I mean Julio is is more complete than almost anyone on the planet. Uh, Mike Williams mm-hmm. obviously doesn't do a couple of things Julio does, but no one does what Julio does. You backtracked fast, though. I think Mike. I'm telling you right now. I think Mike Williams is a. 12 to 13 year stud. I think he's going to get numbers in this league for a long time. I'll say this. I don't want Mike Williams, but I don't think that would be disastrous. Yeah. I think the guy's going to produce. I just look into the size of our receiving core right now as it stands. I know this is a four year window. He just doesn't seem like the guy to me. That's all. That's all. And I'm kidding about his speed. Yeah. He's not slow. He just doesn't have that, that, that fifth gear. He doesn't have overdrive. That's all. Or he's going to be a good player. John Ross. Hmm? Or a John. I would Ross. take Mike Williams over John Ross. But uh, you know, I agree with that. I'm on. Uh, let's not make this all about Mike Williams, right? Let's go to let's go from worst pick to nightmare scenario, and and, I, and let's this you know this to me they're they're similar in nature, but to me I think that uh, it kind of opens it up to you know, and I'll lead off the. Um, where am I? Is this the one where I said I wouldn't? I wouldn't. I think my, my biggest nightmare is if 
Bruce Allen makes the gutless trade down. I think I'm a gutless trade down worrier. I feel like he's a, I, I, I know in my heart that we're trading down because Bruce Allen is desperate and dying to trade down. That's that he's the king of it. He'll take anything. Not uh, you know he's going to get a ham and cheese sandwich for this pick, but by the that, time of the end of the night, that, it's, it's the tag there. That's that last piece. The nightmare is they do the trade down, which is a safe bet. I don't know if it's a, a gutless. You can thing, win doing it. Safe bet. You can definitely win doing it if you do it right. But it's them doing it and then screwing it up from there, and just and just completely shitting the bed when it comes to yeah. getting the value that it's worth. Yeah, once you trade down, spotlight on you, Bruce. Yeah, that's the worst. And and no asking Thomas Sula any advice. He did do it in uh, in 2014. I, I don't know if he could say that it worked out that poorly. I mean, Trent Murphy didn't really turn out, or maybe he did, or maybe it was steroids. We don't know. But um, he definitely has the history of that. But, I mean, I'm not against a trade down at all if, if none of those defensive guys are, are there. I'm just not on board with any – of these offensive guys. I mean, I, I think we're set outside of like center guard and, and running back on offense. I, I just think we really need to focus on a defense that was bottom five and like every statistic. I, I agree um, with you, James. I do agree with you uh, in theory, but I do think that if it's not the, the proper defensive, uh, there's not enough juice to that defensive pick. I don't think we just lay down and get another. I believe Hassan Reddick is, is another uh, Murphy, Preston Smith, Kerrigan type of guy. That he doesn't have that extra yeah. gear. He doesn't. He doesn't. I'll embrace the pick if it's Hassan Reddick. I will embrace the pick. I won't say, "Oh, what the hell are we doing?" I will not. I'm just looking for right. everything you can get out of that. And I know you and I have one one thing that we don't agree on. And I agree with most of what you said about Dalvin Cook, but I believe. That guy, he, he, uh, poor athleticism in the cone drill at at you know at the, at, at, at the whole combine. at the whole combine process. That's one thing, but you know when you see ESPN Sports Science do a deal on him in twenty yard splits in pads in game situations, he exactly timed out at the same at the same exact speed as John Ross, and he's the second fastest running back in pads in the last five years to enter this draft. And I've seen his wiggle, and it's all of it. And that, if you watch that that tape against Clemson, that's going to be eye opening. Uh, there's a lot of first, second, and third round draft picks on that defense that were nowhere near him when he crossed the end zone. Mm-hmm. I just think that yeah. what you said about his shoulder injuries—you know, a, a torn labrum in the Free front surgery. of his shoulder, Dude. back of his shoulder, and a rotator cuff—that sticks out. And yes, he's got some. He's got a little baggage. He's got a little baggage. But I did chuckle when you said, "Let's go back down and and snag Joe Mixon." Oh, oh, yeah, and he went to Mixon. Are we going to go there? I mean, off-season baggage. Start it up, man. It's off-season like baggage. Like, how, many, how many incidents does Mixon have? He's got the one big one. Cook's got, like, three or four. I hadn't read them until today. And I, was just, yeah, so no, I, I heard he hit somebody, hit, hit a woman, too, and, you know, that's okay because he wasn't on video. If it's on video... You know, yeah. you're, you're blackballed. I, I, I'm not going to get into the back and forth of who is, who is the batter <laughs> boy. I won't do that. But uh, yeah. what I'm saying is well, we better have this situation in place for guys like that. There's, you know, there's going to be guys like that drafting in this league. Yep. And uh, I'm sick of hearing the Patriots say, we don't have Joe Mixon on our draft board. We just have a multiple murderer that we had to get rid of about a year and a half ago. Yeah, <laughs> you guys are doing great. They don't have a first-round pick. Joe no, Mixon, no. And, they, they, and they don't pick till late in the second round. So... <laughs> Of course, he's gonna. He's not even gonna be on the board when they when they pick. I I I think that Joe Mixon is completely in play for the Redskins. And and it, switching gears from nightmare scenario to dream scenario, um, and and 
sticking with the trade down idea, because T and I, I think we probably all agree, there's ways we can win on this. And, and James, it could be on an offensive player. If we successfully trade down like a handful of spots because, for example, like a Deshaun Watson starts falling or I, I'm trying to think of who else, who, Malik McDowell or, or I don't know who would fall that for maybe maybe Pat Mahomes. Cook. Pat Mahomes uh, seems to be a name that might be right in that area. Someone, that someone could, might want to jump up. Just this jump up a handful yeah. of spots. You could you could go go after a guy like Forrest Lamp. Um, you know, get that first round guard. I love Lamp. Get that first round guard. Would you be excited about that, Kevin? I would embrace Forrest because Lamp. then because you're ideally you're run, adding Forrest Run, brother. You're I, a, I love Lamp. You're adding something good. You're probably adding a second or a third rounder. Hopefully, Lamp. Forrest uh, Lamp. And and James, there's defensive depth. If you if you're getting, let's just say you end up getting two guys in the second round, uh, they're probably both going to start on our defense. That's a good point. Yeah, there is a lot of depth there. Um, I mean, I, I like Lamp too, but I feel like if we do that though, then it's almost going to force our hand to to get a running back. Because I feel like, I mean, I'm not a huge play fan. I think he's a good player, especially for you know a UDFA, but. Uh, I feel like we'd be kind of wasting that elite line if we didn't put a running back behind it. So I feel like it's kind of... I just want to make sure we point out that we love Rob Kelly. He's going to be on our show next week talking about uh, being a, a UDFA. Um, I, think, I, think you, I think you're right. I mean, I think we, we will draft a running back, but the greatest... And I think Rob Kelly probably understands this. He's got, he's got a contract to play. Um, he doesn't cost the team a ton of money. And he, if he can produce, I mean, the whole thing, the whole thing is built on players outperforming their contracts. Rob Kelly has an opportunity to, to outperform his contract for years to come, which means he's highly employable. Uh, and if they bring in another guy, he should really actually be be happy about that. Uh, I agree, man. And I, but I do say two things. One, I don't think I want. I don't want a fifth, sixth round guy at running back. No. You know, I'm, I'm great with Rob Kelly. If we're going to upgrade, let's upgrade right away. Now, that being said, in the first round pick, if it is an offensive guy, if it is a running back, I, 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 first round, I say best player available. Now I switch gears. Second through fourth, if we draft back and pick up another guy in that window, defense, 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 defense. I just don't mind that yeah, first that pick. I would, I would accept. That, right. that I yeah. could deal with. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a matter of semantics. I, I'm all on board with uh, the rebuilding of this defense with the new D coordinator, with Minuski, with Tomasula. Obviously, we know what we need to fill. But I just think that if there's a superstar, elite, juice pick right there that's got twitch, that's got that ability yep. to, to, to just dominate for years to come, I don't think we can let that slip by reaching for a safe defensive pick. That's it. But from that point on, bring on the Caleb Brantleys. Bring on bring on all the safeties, whichever one we can pick from. I, yep. I don't care. And, and we need a corner. We need all these guys, man. Yeah. But D-line, D-line, D-line. And what, what about your boy, Foster, though? I know you love him, Kevin. What if I he's do. sitting there, let's say all these other guys are gone, and Foster's there at like 13 or 15, and the Cardinals or the Colts or whoever say, well, you can have him for a third-round pick or, or your two-fourths. So are you doing that? I'm not giving I, I up. Love him. I feel like I'd have to do it. I, I, I'm not giving up a second-round pick. I, I don't think we can afford that. I think there's going to be a couple of deals. Uh, uh, that's going to be, man, God, yeah. on the Third spot. I want Reuben Foster. I want him to walk out of the tunnel in Landover and watch the crowd go wild. I, like I said earlier, I think the last guy that would bring that type of intimidation to a defense wore number 21 for us and, and rest in peace. This guy brings that level of badassness to a stadium that needs a badass 
badly on that side of the ball. We got one in the secondary. Josh Norman is a badass, but we need a tone setter at the line of scrimmage in the run game. And, uh, man, I, 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 you know what? I'd give up a second. I, I, you know what, James? Oh, you just, oh. you just, you just talked me into it. I, I just, I, I, right. I just think he's. I, I just think he's that type of player that you build your defense around, and that's why. I, I love how he didn't even say anything, and you just upped it to the second round. I, you know what? I, you know what? I, I'm a terrible <laughs> negotiator. Just sat back and listen. I'm a terrible negotiator. That 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 is known. That is true. Because I want what I want, and and if, if it cost us a third round pick, I would say no problem. A second round pick. The Redskins ooh. have historically insisted oh. on. Offering second round picks, no matter what. Yeah, but some of the ones we've taken have played wide receiver and tight end, they, and, and never made it past year two or three. So let's take the good with the bad. He supersizes his meals at McDonald's with his second round pick. Mm. They just give him away like mm. nothing. They do. That's what they, I, I can work on. I work on. I want to workshop a few more of those, Kevin, yeah. for you. We'll get there. We're going to get uh, there. Just brainstorm a little. We'll be fine. Yeah, we'll be fine. Where are we at there, uh, James? We got one more here. Okay, we're going to go out on this one. We're going to go out on Kirk Cousins. Um, the question was, what kind of compensation would you need to see the Redskins receive to make you comfortable with a Kirk Cousins trade? I think, I think it seemed like everyone was kind of on the same end of the spectrum of not being comfortable even with the idea uh, of trading, you know, trading him away. So uh, let's see. I, I, you know, I think that I think that. He's one of the surest things we've ever seen from the same point of like the bird that's in our hand. Draft picks by nature are scratch offs and you have no idea what what you're going to get. You you could do very well, Um, but there's no replacing a franchise quarterback. We know that. It's it's a bald eagle in hand. Yeah, it's a bald eagle sitting in your hand, laying a couple eggs. We're still talking about Kirk Cousins, right? Wait a second. We're still talking about Kirk Cousins. But the, hey, you hate to throw out hypotheticals, but what if the, the it was there that he's already signaled, I do not want to be here. Different ballgame. It's a different, different ball, game. ball game. It's a different ballgame. I, I thought last week, as recently as last week, there was some sentiment coming out of Kirk Cousins' camp along the lines of, we're, we're waiting to see the offer we're looking for kind of a thing. Yeah. Uh, I will say, James, that uh, your boy Gabe, uh, Catalactica, and I certainly agreed on <laughs> on the Malik McDowell freight train running the opposite way of the East Coast and the, to hell. But uh, I love what he wanted to get. I think he took the team that wanted – I think there was he wanted three first-rounders. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, completely I started off at game. two, and I do too. I started off at two because I don't know what you get. I don't know what else you can possibly get these days uh, as being on the wrong side of the RG3 deal. But you got to have two firsts. At a minimum, correct? At a, min- at a minimum okay. before I'm even rolling so out I went of minimum. Bed. I went minimum. I, I just don't know I, if it's right. going to happen. I mean, that that's what you want. But, I mean, other teams aren't <laughs> or haven't been at least stupid as Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen were with the RG3 trade. I remember when we gave that trade up, there was an article that said that basically for us to, you know, make up for the draft value we gave away, he would have had to have been Tom Brady. Well, if we I mean, I, I just don't see that. You, you read articles like Joel Corey and agents and cap guys are saying uh, 2018 – First and 2017 second. Now that is not enough for me, but I think I had that, and I added uh, like a third and a fourth. So I don't want it to happen, and I feel like if right. it doesn't happen again, it's because we're being stupid and we're not giving him the offer that he deserves. I mean, what is the last report? Twenty million. That's we're like twenty percent off there. <laughs> what we need to give him. Well, um, if, so if, I don't want to see it happen. I just what world are we going to get 
three first, then I, I just yeah, no, I'm with you. Good. I'm with you. I just I like the idea of stealing some of the leverage he has. <laughs> using it yeah. for it's, it's the like good guys. It's like we're trying guys. to make up yeah. for, for the other trade. I, I just, yeah. you know. <laughs> in the saga, in the saga of Kirk forget, Cousins, let's try to forget it. In the saga of Kirk Cousins, this is the next chapter. This is the next flashpoint. The, uh, the NFL draft is the next opportunity for something to happen on the Kirk Cousins front. Um, it was, that was always going to be the case. And, and if nothing happens... I'm, now, getting, I'm getting under my blankie. We're then. going all the way to July <laughs> on this one. Yeah, so, I think if you're waiting for a big bang at the, about Kirk over the draft, it's, it's going to oh, be a I'm thud. Oh, I'm worried about it. It's going to be a thud. I'm not saying it's a major worry, but I'm nervous. It makes me nervous, the idea. So, so think about it. It's the 49ers. That's the monkey on everyone's back. Uh, it's the 49ers. It's Kyle Shanahan. Um, it's an organization looking to rebuild around a quarterback. Moving up to the second pick. Well, but forget about what we're going you know, what exactly they, they're going to come to offer us. I'm just talking like philosophically, this is their chance on Kirk. If everyone keeps saying they can wait a year, uh, you know, for for Kirk, I, I don't buy that. I think that if they don't get Kirk in this draft, it's because they're and they're going to or before this draft, they're going to go for a guy, and they're going to if and if that guy does well, guess what, Kirk. I mean, if they draft a first or a second round guy, if they draft whoever they get, and they're going to get somebody, and he plays well, what they're just going to say, see you later, we're going to take Kirk Cousins. Kyle's going to take a shot on Trubisky, knowing what Kyle can do, what what Kirk can do. Yeah, I think he's going to get one of those guys. Yes, I do. And I think one of those guys is going to play well for him. I don't think they're really that worried about quarterback the first year anyway. They're going to throw somebody out there to be the sacrificial lamb and put some other pieces in place, linemen and others that are going to be able to protect the guy you actually really want to get in the second year. And, of course, Kirk is in Kyle's plans, I'm sure. Dude, yeah, Bruce but, Allen, yeah, but that's not a guarantee. That's not a given also, and that's dangerous. That's a risky business right there, trying to pretend you're going to get a certain guy the next year. This is a now world, tri- a now time, a now league, and, and if he gets Trubisky, that's over. That, that, then the Kirk ship but, has sailed. Yeah, Bruce Allen's but praying for that. Do get Trubisky. Bruce, yeah, Allen, Bruce Allen's praying for that. Bruce, Bruce Allen is saying, Absolutely agreed, please, please Take draft Trubisky. Make everyone in, the, 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 in that two-week span of horror around here that was saying, San Fran, ha, 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 make them look like idiots. Make you know what happens if, if uh, the 49ers take Trubisky within four seconds, Kirk's agent is calling him. He's like, dude, uh, we're going to um, we're gonna have to get serious yeah. here real fast. Uh, McVeigh, stat. <laughs> yeah. Get a hold of McVeigh, stat. We might want to reconsider our position, buddy. Yeah. Uh, maybe, it's, maybe it's $22 million instead of 24 I will point. cheer out loud when San Fran... Oh, hell yes. And I'm and calling Cleveland a Mitch, for that matter. That Carolina guy had loaded position talent all across the board and didn't win all year in, yeah. big, in big scenarios. Uh, have at it. Have at it. But with an ego like Shanahan's, any Shanahan, any quarterback can be molded, right? Take them. Have them. That's what Kyle them. Shanahan believes. Yeah. He's the kind of coach who thinks he can do what no one else can do. He'll, he did a pretty good job with our guy. I think so, too. Yeah. He, he he believes in Kirk, but he believes in he believes in himself, uh, like all Shanahan's do. Supported by an army of guys like Adam Schefter, of course, who does the Family Journal for them, uh, Christmas album, <laughs> documents their vacations, Palm Beach tanning for the most part. Definitely. Yes, uh, he's their social media director. You, you guys think he can turn Brian Hoyer into the the savior of? No, 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 no. Does <laughs> no, no, he go that no. big where he thinks he can do that? He has a better shot walking in, on the Pacific Ocean. If it was the 1997 Redskins, I would tell you right now that Brian Hoyer was going to be your starting quarterback for 16 games. And now. And now, Brian Hoyer. <laughs> but there's no way the 49ers are going into that season with Brian Hoyer as their starter. I promise you. Or, or without a first-rounder 
you know, grooming for a week or two to come in right behind him. I mean, again, he's it's not the he molds quarterbacks. That's what he does. Yeah, but he needs more clay. He needs a lot more clay. I think he's going to scoop some up next week. Uh, you he could get a good one in the in the second round too. You know, they pick second in in the second round. Also, I believe, right? And you know, it'll be like Brad Kaiser or Davis Webb or maybe Kaiser falls out. So it, uh, we shouldn't get too scared if he doesn't pull the trigger uh, on a QB at number two. Agreed. So, but if he doesn't in the second, then you know, maybe start worrying again. The lo- yeah, the, lo- the lower that QB comes out, the 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 the, the hungrier the ego. I mean, just afraid yeah. Dan Steiner's going to Mister Burns him and be like, just send like send of uh, Sticky note with a big zero across the table. He's like, my my offer is now a zero. <laughs> oh gosh, this just kills me. But I tell you what, uh, this is Kevin's song, by the way. A little ad. We're gonna turn it up. We're gonna come out. It's draft season. James, tomorrow, who's who's coming up? Shout you again, and who else? Yep, Mark Tyler and Aaron Lesher. So we got a. Got a good little combo going on already. Should be out around the same time that it came out today, tomorrow afternoon. And this, so and this will be part that. of it. And Ed Sheeran will be part of it as well. And, and I want everyone who's listening to be part of our show next Thursday night. Tommy Joe's, downtown Bethesda. We've got a, a live band, a live podcast. Some special guests, but mostly just special friends. That's right. Even you, Maddie, the real deal seal. Pete Schwetty in the house. For James Dorsett, Tim Strachan, Kevin Ricca. Thank you, James. Thank you. I'm Ken Marangolo, and this was The Audible. Hey,